The big question is, how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence, the list goes on. If you want the answers, you're in the right place at the right time. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to the Missing Link podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies to help you gain control over your life with MS using only the best insights, advice, and research from top industry experts. Not only that, you'll learn MS-specific exercises and tips to stay consistent, motivated, and inspired. Ready? Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Missing Link podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about the topic that I believe is the most important topic when it comes to exercising and multiple sclerosis. The reason I think this is so important is because it is the reason that someone with MS actually can improve your strength, your balance, your mobility, your energy. And this is the concept of neuroplasticity. So I hope that when I said that word right now, this isn't the first time you're hearing it, but we're going to dive into it, explain it, what it is, how it works, how long does it take to happen, and hopefully answer any of the questions that you are thinking about it right now. Before we do that, I just wanted to share a quick thing about me that I think somewhat indirectly ties into the topic of neuroplasticity, but something about me that I wanted to share with you is I really enjoy learning new things. Something that I am currently learning is how to have a green thumb and keep plants alive. That is somehow something that I am not very good at. So I'm currently learning that. But what I really wanted to share with you is back when I was in college, I took a ballroom dancing class. And this was something that is super out of my comfort zone. Normally, I am not very outgoing, especially when it comes to dancing in front of other people. But I had the opportunity to take this class and it was for a full semester. I think it was, let's see, I went to Elmira College in Elmira, New York, and we had trimesters. So this was one of the classes during our third trimester and it was six weeks long. So it was six weeks of three times a week ballroom dancing and It took so much to remember the different steps to each of the dances. I think we learned six dances. So we had to remember them. We had to perform them in front of other people. And not only that, but we went the whole nine yards and we had to wear heels and dresses. And it was really challenging, but I was able to do it. My brain learned how to do these steps and how to perform the arm movements and the whole nine yards. So... That ties into neuroplasticity in that our bodies can learn new things as we age. Now, as we get older, that does get a little bit more challenging, but, and listen into this, 
So as I am talking to whether it's a support group virtually or a support group in person or presenting to a large audience at a conference, the first thing that I do is I will tell all of the members to raise your hand if you've heard of neuroplasticity. And without fail, I would say about 65, maybe 70% of people's hands will go up. And the second part of my question is to keep your hand raised if you can explain neuroplasticity to someone else, meaning you not only have heard of it, but you know what it is so well that you can explain it to someone else. And again, without fail, about 90% of those hands that were up fall down. And again, as I mentioned in the very beginning of this episode, I think understanding neuroplasticity is so important. And my goal is that you not only have heard of the word, but you understand it so well that you can explain it to someone else. Because if you can do that, then that gives you so much motivation and excitement to continue your exercise journey with MS. So let's get into it. Neuroplasticity is the ability of your brain to strengthen neural pathways that already exist or to find new neural pathways. So what I mean by that is if you have difficulty lifting your leg up, when you attempt to do that movement, what your brain does is it sends a neural pathway down to your hip and then the leg either moves or it doesn't move. But in order to have your leg lift, you first need to have the thought or it's a reflex, but in this situation, let's go with the thought. I need to have the thought of lift my leg. And then there's a bunch of different neural pathways that travel all the way from your brain, all the way down to your hip, and then your leg lifts. But when you have MS, that neural pathway is damaged. Now, the extent of its damage is somewhat unknown, but regardless, neuroplasticity has the ability to either strengthen that pathway that you have, or if that pathway is just so damaged, it's not going to work, your brain can reroute itself and find a different pathway to strengthen your hip. So let me get a little further into this explanation. Let's say I am standing and I'm trying to lift my leg. And I say, Dr. Gretchen, lift my leg, lift your leg. And I try to lift it and it doesn't work. Well, then my brain attempted one time to try to lift my leg. So if I just stopped there, if I just said to myself, oh, well, didn't lift, guess that's not going to work for me. Let's move on to something else. Well, then my brain only tried one time to find that pathway. So the likelihood that it's going to find a pathway to actually lift my leg is very, very, very small. So let's say I tell myself for a second time, lift your leg, lift your leg my brain is going to find a different way to get from point A, which is my brain, down to point B, which is my hip. And let's say it didn't work again. Okay, it didn't work. I try a third time and a fourth time and a 700th time. Each time, my brain is going to try to find a different way to get that pathway to work. And the idea of neuroplasticity is that eventually your brain will find a new pathway. There is so much research that has been done specifically with people who have multiple sclerosis and are exercising, and they've proven that neuroplasticity does happen. So 
That is one way that neuroplasticity works, the rerouting, the finding a new pathway. And the only way to get a new pathway is to do that movement over and over and over again, even if there is zero movement as you're practicing it. Now, the other way that neuroplasticity works is to strengthen the pathways that already exist. So maybe when you try to lift your leg, it does work. You are able to lift it, but it's not much. And maybe it's really heavy and maybe it only lifts at maximum one inch off the ground. That means that your pathway does exist. It is working. It's just not very strong. That neural connection is weak. So by for you practicing over and over again, your neuroplasticity is going to attempt to strengthen that pathway that already exists. And our brains are very smart. They can tell, I'm not sure how, but they can tell if a pathway is worth saving or finding a new one. So if you continue to do an exercise over and over and over again, and your brain is trying to strengthen that pathway it can tell if it should continue to work on that pathway or find a different one. So neuroplasticity can help people who have zero movement or very little movement with a specific exercise or activity, as well as people who do have movement, it's just weak and heavy. Regardless, the most important thing is first to know that it can happen, but B, the only way to get your muscles stronger by increasing the neural connection is by practicing the desired movement as many times as physically possible. Now you might need to take a lot of rest breaks and that's great. Take as many breaks as you need, but you need to be doing the movements over and over and over again. If I tried to lift my leg 20 times, that's 20 times that my brain attempted to find a neural pathway to my hip. But if I tried 10 times in the morning and 10 times in the afternoon and maybe 15 times before dinner and another 15 times before bed, let's see if I can do math quickly, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, that's 70 times that day alone that my brain tried to find that neural pathway. So the more times you do it, the more chances you're giving your brain to actually find a pathway that works. And I know I'm harping on this a lot, but truly, if you can get a stronger pathway, that will mean that you can get stronger muscles. You can walk better because you have more strength. You can balance better. You can transfer better. You can climb stairs better. So many things can be easier. So my point that I want you to take away from this is to do the thing that's hard. Even if you have foot drop and your foot hardly lifts off the ground, or maybe it doesn't lift at all, still practice that exercise. If you don't practice it because you feel like there's no movement, might as well not do it. Let's move on to the next thing. Then I can guarantee you, your brain will not find a pathway that works because you're not practicing that movement. So regardless of how much movement you have, do the thing that's hard. That will allow your brain to try to find a pathway that will strengthen it so you can eventually lift it. The question that I get asked a lot when I am educating on neuroplasticity is, well, how long does this take to happen? How many repetitions do I need to do? Or how many months do I need to do this for? And I will share with you that research does show 
that this works, that neuroplasticity does occur in people who have multiple sclerosis. But there is no research yet that says how long to do it for. There's no guidelines that say practice for 70 times a day for six months. And by that time, then you will notice a 25% improvement. There's no specific details like that. I don't know if there ever will be, to be honest. It's MS is so different for each person that it's hard to give parameters like that. I will say that for some of my clients, there are some people who will start practicing these exercises specific to them and they will notice an improvement rather quickly. Truly, I've had some missing link members where three days in, they start noticing improvements in their foot drop or in their bending of the knee or leg lifting. And what that tells me as a physical therapist is it's that it's not miraculous, but rather that pathway for them was already there. It just needed to get stronger. And not only that, because in just three days, it's not likely that you'll get all of this strength, but rather they were probably overcompensating with other muscle groups. And so by doing these MS specific exercises over and over and over again, they are reminding their brain of how it should work, of which neural pathways it should be using. And so it, to them, it feels like, oh my gosh, out of nowhere, look, I can lift my leg a little bit higher. I can lift my foot a little bit higher. And you're just reigniting the muscles and the neural pathways that should have been working all along. But when they got weaker, other muscles and other neural pathways overcompensated. So that's one group of people where you'll notice the improvements pretty quickly. But then there's another group of people where it does take longer. And the majority of people, I would say, are in this second group where you're doing the exercises specific to you and your strengths and your weaknesses. And you might not notice any type of improvement for three months or six months or a year, or maybe even a year and a half. And it's for this group of people that I feel it's extra important to just constantly remind yourself, A, what neuroplasticity is, and B, that research says it's possible. Because when you're doing something and when you're fully committing and still not seeing progress, that can be very discouraging. And I'm sure some of you guys listening probably are going through that right now where you feel like, what the heck, it's not working. But research proves that neuroplasticity does happen for people with MS. And it's really hard because while you're practicing these movements, you can't see neuroplasticity happening or feel it or hear it. You don't know that it's existing in you. You truly have to trust the process and know that the more repetitions, the more times, the more days you continue to do these things, these exercises, the more opportunities you're giving your brain to find that pathway, meaning to get stronger. So I know it's hard. I know it's easier said than done, but I think it's important to understand the research behind exercising with MS because you can get stronger. It's going to be hard. I will not lie but you can get stronger. You can improve your balance. You can walk better. You just have to keep doing the things that are hard. And again, I know that's easier said than done, but I know you can do it. And if you need guidance, I'm here for you. Hopefully this podcast can be a resource for you with lots of tips and education. My other social media platforms, which are listed in the show notes, are also great resources with exercises, symptom management strategies. So 
I hope you found this helpful. I hope you can now feel more confident in what neuroplasticity is, what it means for you, and can maybe even explain it to someone else. That's truly when you know you understand something is when you can explain it to someone else. That's what I've got for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope to have you tune in to our next episode. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am beyond grateful to have you as a listener. So as a thank you, I have something special just for you. I created a bundle of resources exclusive for the listeners of the Missing Link podcast who are looking for more guidance and tips to champion your life with MS. To get these resources, head over to msinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles. If you loved this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a friend. Or if you're on social media, take a screenshot right now and post it to your page or your stories and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out to other MS warriors. Thanks again for joining and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Missing Link podcast.